Hey, I'm Laura. And I'm B. And you've discovered The Energy to Heal, a podcast brought to you by Embolden Label. In seasons of struggle, it's obvious what's wrong, but somehow fixing what's broken seems impossible. Here you'll learn about Splunkna, a faith-based method for breakthrough that will allow you to get unstuck and move towards freedom. It allows you to connect the dots that led you into hardship in the first place and release and restore what's holding you back. Splunkna brings together the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of an issue. This whole person approach leads to lasting change when compared to traditional methods. Let's get started. Hey there, everyone. For today's podcast, I have my dear friend Katie here as a guest. Come on to tell her story about Splunkna and her journey with it and how it's essentially changed her life. And I use that phrase not lightly because I am quoting her. She has told me multiple times, Splunkna changed my life. So as we were getting ready to do a podcast, I, even from the very beginning, so badly wanted Katie to come on and share her story because it's powerful. And we really partnered together in it for, for so long. And I got to watch the blooming and just this transformation and her wins were, and we got to celebrate them all together. Such a powerful story. Um, she's going to be talking today about her journey with pandas and I'll have her explain that what that is. But if you have not heard of that before, um, it's a diagnosis that um, often comes after uh, and in correlation with strep throat that affects the brain. And so she came to me uh, with some emotional symptoms from that experience, but it came from a very physical diagnosis. It was not just strictly um, emotional or physical. There was a, a combination of both that we addressed over, over the months. So um, Katie, welcome and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Um, and we have B here as well. She has never heard this story before. So obviously myself and Katie are very familiar with this story. B has never heard it. So she's going to be hearing it for the first time and helping ask clarifying questions. Um, so Katie, let's just jump right in. Tell me about um, your experience as a, as a young girl with your diagnosis of pandas and just kind of tell us what that is. Yeah. So um I was six years old and completely like normal girl, like fun loving, having a great time. And the way my mom describes it is like um, one night all my lights were on and the next night my light was gone. Like overnight, mm -hmm. I completely changed. Um, wow. And we didn't know like what was going on. I experienced um, paranoia. I experienced hallucinations. I experienced um, just like really like uh, severe changes to my mental health and physical health. Um, I couldn't go to school a lot of the times because I was having panic attacks. Um, there's many like different, um, I, I don't want to say weird, but like weird things that happened that should not happen to a six-year-old girl. Um, and so through all of that, you know, my mom kind of knew like, okay, this is not normal. Like we went to doctors and 
they tried to just say that I was like mentally ill and that they should admit me. And um, we weren't going to take that answer because it was an overnight shift. Like that doesn't just happen. Yeah. So through the years, we saw like many, many different doctors and we finally got to one who had heard of this thing called pandas. Hold on. You said 30 years? No, like many, like many many years. years. I thought you said for 30 years. I was like, whoa. Oh no, I'm not even 30. (laughs) Yes. I know. (laughs) Sorry. I heard But it was years of this that you experienced. This was not a couple of weeks of horror. This was a couple of years for you as a young girl. I mean, and there was so many like different little stories, like there was a period of time where I just completely stopped eating um, because I was scared to. And mm-hmm. that ended up with me going to the hospital because I, I would not eat. Um, yeah. So just very scary things. And we eventually got to a doctor who had heard of pandas and we had never heard of it. And it was kind of like a new study out. Um, but what it stands for is a pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder associated with strep. So basically the strep, um, my strep antibodies were uncharted, like how high they were. So my body was in this like constant state of fighting. Um, and they determined that that's like what it was. And I had like all the like check marks, like this is, this is what, what it is. Um, so and can so, I ask a question about that? Yeah. Is when I hear that, I think almost like your body had strep, but you, you weren't necessarily showing the normal symptoms. Yeah. So you're having all these other odd symptoms. Is that accurate or is it a little bit different yeah. than that? What they said is that, and I'm not like a doctor, so I don't know like the correct terms, but to my understanding, the strep attacked my brain. instead of like my throat, like I had strep throat several times. Um, and that's like a symptom of people who have pandas, like reoccurring strep. But, um, to my understanding, it attacked my brain and like raised those antibodies, like all the way up. As a grown adult now, what's your memory like of being in this season of life, going to doctors, being called mentally ill, people not understanding. I think like I felt very isolated and like I knew something was wrong with me, but like I didn't quite like understand like why or like it was, it was a frustrating thing. I, I know I had a good attitude. Like I was always like trying to like laugh through it and like be like trying to still be like fun Katie and everything. Yes. And you but, are always fun Katie. <laughs> but um but it was scary. Like I just remember like I get I have certain memories that stick with me of like the nights where I couldn't go to sleep or like the days that I couldn't go to school and like the panic and like the fear. Mm-hmm. Like I still remember how that feels. So that that's what stuck with me the most. Yeah. So you do have active memories of this stage. You had, you didn't block it out or it didn't get anything like that. Like you remember. There's some like memories that I like, I personally didn't remember, but 
like my like parents had told me like yeah this happened and like then I'm like oh my gosh like I can't believe like my brain went there you know so after you got the diagnosis did life change for you after that or were they like really there's nothing you can do and you got to manage the symptoms now yeah so at that point is when I started like going to therapy and like like uh cognitive behavioral therapy and then I uh they were trying to see like what kind of medicine they could get me on okay um the first thing they did since they thought like since strep was the the culprit I guess they tried to do um antibiotic injections um and so I like went to the doctor and they did uh uh I think it was either penicillin or amoxicillin and they injected it into my legs like thinking that would kind of like eradicate it but it didn't um and so we kind of were like okay what do we do next so Um, symptoms are still there you're still having anxiety yeah hallucinations still at this point yeah I think I experienced those things until I got my tonsils and adenoids taken out um they decided that that would probably be like the next step. Um, and so that happened when I was in second grade. Uh, so I was probably about eight or nine. So little. I know. Yeah, so, it's so yeah. funny. I was just getting ready to say that. Like I'm watching her share the story. She's a grown adult, but it, I can hear her as a kid having to go through this. And that's a whole different image of yeah you know, being that age and just having to, having to work through all of this, having to experience all of it and also having everyone kind of placing these symptoms or reactions or behaviors on top of all of that, that had to be so hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. That and like the other side of it that Laura and I have worked through a lot that I didn't realize like affected me until recently is like, um, like the isolation from the classroom, like having to be the one that like, I'm having a panic, like I have to step out of the room, like everybody's eyes are on me, like, it's embarrassing. uh, Yeah, like that affected me more than I thought it did at that age. Yeah. So you get your tonsils out, what did life look like for you normal day to day basis with growing up? uh, high school, getting jobs, navigating romantic relationships from getting your tonsils out to when I met you, what those years in between. Yeah. So after I kind of got the tonsils and adenoids taken out was really like a turning point for like those severe symptoms. So like the hallucinations went away, the, um, like the paranoia, like the really like like the strange stuff that like goes with pandas, that stuff Mm -hmm. kind of subsided, but I was left with like OCD and anxiety and Mm -hmm. just fear, like gripped with fear. Mm -hmm. And like, it had a hold on me. Like I would have panic attacks every day and, um, it was something that I couldn't shake. So, I mean, going through middle school, like I always, at the beginning of the year, We always had to tell my teachers, like, this is something I've experienced, you know, we need to have a plan, like, if something goes wrong, and I like need help. Um, So really, just like, 
the heart, like it, it's crazy to think about, like, it's almost like we had to warn people about me, <laughs> which is like sad, you know? Yeah. But, um, and then you show up and you're this bottle of sunshine. As she, a person. Is. <laughs> <I know. laughs> she is. Thank you. But I, and I, it's interesting when you say this because physically and Laura has spoken into this about like the science of the body healing physically you got all of this relief and I'm sure you had all of these doctors and family members and people around you saying like oh she's healed this was amazing and yet you were left with these emotional symptoms that aren't as easy to identify and we we tend to excuse emotions by saying, oh, she's been through a lot. She just has a lot of fear around this. Um, So I'm excited to kind of hear how that, you know, you're describing having to kind of prep people for what you had been through and and what you were still kind of packing around emotionally. How did that change or grow? Yeah. So, I mean, I want to say too, like during this time, like I had so many prayer warriors over me. Like Mm. I was in youth group. I was like really involved in my faith. And I had so many people around me just like hovering me. And I think like Laura and I have kind of broken down to a lot of misconceptions I've had about like my personal faith. And um, a lot of that came from that time period. Um when I like felt like I was like needing the prayer, needing to be healed, but I wasn't seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Do I don't think I expanding on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to give you like one example um, that I've told Laura before, but um, I had a healing session over me one time when I was in my church and um, like, you know, they were praying that I, like I would be healed from the anxiety, healed from the fear. Um, people were speaking visions over me that they saw, like they saw like the Prince of Peace stomping on my fear. And like, I felt so like good and empowered. And I was like, yes, we beat it. I was in like eighth grade. Um, and then the next day I had a panic attack and I was like, what the heck god like what in the world like like they said i was healed and i'm i'm not like i i didn't i didn't understand why i was still experiencing the panic and the fear so many years after the panda started Mm -hmm. um what i've come to know now is that the like a lot of people have trauma that triggers them later in life, like, um, any kind of like abuse or assault to me, like in my mind, that's trauma. And like that can perpetuate your daily life. What I didn't realize before I met Laura was that my pandas was my trauma Mm -hmm. and my body was used to that. It was used to the anxiety and the OCD and the, the fear. And, um, and, and that's something that I didn't realize. But once I realized that, we were able to start actually like tackling it and working through it. So, yeah. So when I met you, you were still 
stuck in the anxiety part of it to the point of you were missing work often. I was desperate. You couldn't bring yourself to drive to work some days because you were so wrapped up in it. Yeah. You were married and your anxiety was showing up in that relationship, obviously, as well. Mm -hmm. And do you remember like what made you be like, I'm going to try this thing that I've never heard of before. And after all the things you've tried, what made you want to try Splunkna? So I'm going to add to that question. Was there something that you knew, Laura? So did she recommend it? Did she tell you about it? Or did you know that, did you go to her for this? She actually didn't know me yet. I did it. Oh, okay. okay. My mom did. Okay. So my mom had known Laura. They worked together before. Um, And I was, so there's been periods of my life where like my anxiety is just like minimal. It's like there, but it's like not bad. Mm -hmm. In the past like couple of years before I met Laura, like it had like gone to like an all new high. Like I, like she said, I couldn't go to work. I, I struggled to even do anything at all. Um, And I was looking for a new therapist and then like I was seeing a therapist, but like we weren't really clicking and I felt like it was doing more harm than good. And so I was like, reached out to my mom. I was like, what do I do? She was like, well, I know somebody, I know she's not a therapist, but she does this Splunkna therapy. And she's like, it sounds like something that could really like benefit you. So I was like, I will try anything. Like, I don't care. Like I I could get in on a Saturday. Like I was like, I'm going. So it really, it was just out of desperation. Yeah. So one question I, I was excited to revisit with you is, do you remember what you felt like after your first session? And it's okay if you don't, cause it, I mean, we've been working together on and off for a year and a half, mostly mm-hmm. on. Yeah. I was looking back at my sessions and I think we've done like 40 sessions together. Oh, yeah. Cool. So yeah. So we've got a lot of memories there, but do you remember what your first session was like? I don't remember like exactly what we talked about, but uh, I guess a couple things that like really stuck out to me. Um, the first thing is like every therapist I've been to, like they ask me like, okay, how are you feeling? And like, why do you feel that way? And I like could not figure out like why I was so anxious. Like it would just happen like Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And uh, like, I just, I couldn't control it. Um, And that was something with Splunkna. It's kind of like, to me, in my mind, it feels like reverse therapy. Cause like you're given the emotions that you were feeling. I love that verbiage you just used. Yeah, that is great. that's what it feels like. Cause a lot of people can't pinpoint exactly like, Oh, I feel this because I experienced this. Yeah. Now so here I am telling sense. you your emotions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's awesome. But you get a main... sense of that by listening to your story. Like you saying that you've had 40 episodes, you're saying or uh, episodes sessions. I'm sorry. My <laughs> words are just all over the place today. That's okay. You're, you're saying 40 and you have this huge smile on your face and it's so revealing of how much beauty has come from all of yeah. this work. So I would say like after that first session, like I just felt like hope for my situation for like the mm. first time in a while, like 
I was so desperate to get out of that, like that gripping of fear. And after the first session, I had even just like a little bit of relief and it was like, okay, yes, this is where I need to be. So mm-hmm. it just gave I me remember, hope. I don't know if this was your first session, but it was a very early session. We cleared maybe two emotions. We got to a third emotion. And when you sat with that emotion for 10 seconds or so, Mm-hmm. You had such a, um, like an, a physical experience in your body when it I remember came, that, like you were like, Oh my word. You like, I don't know how it felt to you, but I remember after 10 seconds, you kind of looked at me and you said, what just happened? <laughs> I had to take <laughs> a lap like, around the room. I, after. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. I said that you just cleared a huge pillar something that was, has been in there for a long time. And you were like rolling your shoulders back. And you're like, <laughs> I wasn't even telling you to, you were just like moving your body. And I go, why don't you just take a couple laps around the room? <laughs> you just, you looked like you just needed to like work it out. So you, you walked a couple times, you sat down and you're like, I feel amazing. <laughs> and it was instant. Like in that yeah. after whatever, I, I wish I could remember what emotion it was, but it was such an, um, like a pillar emotion of like, holy cow, that one needed. I think it was like shame. Clearing. Shame. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I will say um, the other thing I, I love remembering our sessions together is in the beginning, when you would come, I would open the door and I'd say, Hey, Katie. And you would instantly start crying. Yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. Session after session. And I would just say, Oh, come on in. And we'd get started. And that, that just does not happen anymore. It I doesn't. Mean, that got fewer and far between Then we got to sometimes where you'd be like, hi. And then some weeks, you know, you'd instant tears when I'd see you, but like, I literally watched the layers of weight and heaviness and sadness lift off of you. And I could see it on your face in the first five (laughs) seconds that I would see you that week. Yeah. I like get so emotional thinking about like, um, I'm just really grateful that I've been able to like find this and, um, experience it because it has like, like I said before, it's been life changing. Um, Yeah. Some of those things that I was holding in, like I didn't even know I was holding them in and to be able to bring that to the light and just like, let it out has been like the most like freeing thing ever. So, you know, it's funny. I have a lot of, I have a lot of similar, like the over emotional moments. Um, And I always tell people like, sometimes you're choking on that woundedness that, you know, doesn't belong to you. And when you do Splunkna and when you release all that negative emotion, that bubble that's light and friendly and all of like the great gifts that you have that you, I can see in you, (laughs) I've been talking to you now for what, 20 minutes. And it's so obvious that there was so much inside of you, like waiting to burst out. And yet you had this kind of like... (laughs) you know, the, something was just kind of choking that. And that thing that was choking you out was not yours. It didn't belong to you. It's just such an incredible story of how all of this light just comes pouring out 
of us as people when we can heal some of this. Mm -hmm. Laura calls it like my, she's like, I think after like the third session, she was like, I see this inner lioness like rising up in you. And I recently moved to California with my husband and we're kind of like pursuing our dreams out here. We don't have kids yet. And I feel that lioness coming out. I love That's it. cool. And I don't think I could have done it. I, like, I don't think that would have happened if I would have still been like gripped by all of these things. Mm-hmm. That's so. incredible. Wow. Do, do yeah. you mind if I tell a story of um, one of your specific fears that you lived in? Sure. Yeah. So, um, Katie, you described to me, you lived in this constant place of fear around not being able to breathe mm-hmm. every little tiny twitch in your muscle, light headache that you would get anything in your entire body instantly, your brain would alert you to the 10th degree. You yeah. were on fight or flight, cortisol, instant anxiety, because to you, it wasn't a headache. It was something deadly is about to happen to me. This is, this is probably what's going to be that takes me out. Yeah. Wow. You were never able to just experience a headache. Like yeah, the, the typical person you had to, every time you had a symptom like that, go through this torture really of like, is this it? Do I need to go to the hospital? Do I need an MRI? What's wrong with me? Yeah. I'm home alone. What if I pass out and no one's here to find me? All these fears. And it makes so much sense with your childhood, physical health traumas, but your brain was almost like, Hey, that was horrible. What we went through at age six, I'm going to be on hyper alert yeah. so that the tiniest little symptom, I'm going to be ready to save our life. Yeah. And you could Gosh, not wow. click out of that. I couldn't. And the amount of like relief I've had is insane, but yeah, Laura described it. One of our sessions, I remember like I was on the watchtower of my health, like the OCD that I experienced wasn't like cleaning or organizing. It was like fear of illness and death and like obsessing over it. Um, to the point where like, I'm checking my pulse. I'm like, Googling. I'm like doing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, like, it, it's like, I'm on the watchtower and like, I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm hyper aware of everything going on in my body and I couldn't shake it. And you couldn't enjoy your life. Cause you were too busy monitoring the watchtower. Yeah. Also, yeah. I have to know how everybody responded to this change because I would imagine taking all of this off and like disarming all of this fear and all of this anxiety. I'm like picturing being like your loved one or being like a cousin or someone close to you. Like what did everyone around you start to see and experience? Cause that's that's another layer of this healing is your loved ones got this gift to get to see you step out of this darkness. I'm yeah. like, I'm getting emotional thinking <laughs> about how your relationships got freedom also. Yeah. I'm definitely going to cry on this one because um, <laughs> I love my people so much. And 
I know it's not like my fault that they experience some of this stuff with me, but it is like hard for me to know that like when I was struggling, like people saw it and like were concerned. Like it's hard for me to think of that. But like my husband has been amazing. Like there were days where like I like was just laying on the couch, like crying and like shaking and like in fear. And he would like get me up and like take me on a walk. And, like there was like sometimes that wouldn't even help. And he has like seen such a change and like we're able to enjoy each other again. And like I'm able to hang out with my friends and like be myself. Like people have just been like, whoa, <laughs> like what happened? I feel I feel like I'm coming back to like my myself, but I also feel like it's a better version because I'm more aware of how my mind works. Um, mm. So I think like my family and friends really like realized that um, like I'm doing a lot better now and that like those things needed to clear off. I tell everybody about Splunkna too. Like I'm like... <laughs> Listen, I know it sounds crazy, like this muscle testing and like all of this stuff, but I'm like, you guys, it works. Like it works. So I think the biggest change that everybody saw was my ability to just be again. <laughs> yeah. I remember when you came into a session and you said, I think my husband and I want to move to California. And I was so shocked because you... I mean, prior to Splunkna, we're so scared about everything. There's no way that Katie would have ever said I'm moving to a new <laughs> state across the country. Right. And right. I just remember being like, Katie, do you know how huge this is? You, I I'm also so think it speaks into how she's received the Lord's healing in this way. And that's something that I... It, before I went through my healing with Splunkna, I would get in these like almost codependent relationships with my therapists. So if I found a good one, I, I would have felt strapped down by that. Not that mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to move at that time, but I would have felt like, well, I can't move somewhere because then I won't have this therapist that I can go to. And she knows my whole story. And I think it points to what Laura and I've been discussing on the podcast, which is God had all of this for Katie yeah. and God will offer this to her with or without Splunkna with or without Katie or Laura, not with or without Katie. It doesn't work like that, um, <laughs> but it's just incredible. Like that's really what, when you know, you're planted in the Lord, like you then get to fly and you know, he's still going to, he's still going to be there. He's still going to be offering all the things he has thus far, which is so cool. Yeah, for sure. And I'm lucky enough, like Laura and I meet on Zoom still. Mm -hmm. um, we still do Splunkna and I definitely still feel like there's work to be done, but I am nowhere near where I was and we're not going to go back there. So and I remember, so just to give people context, because one question I get a lot is like, well, how often do I go? How should, how many sessions should I plan to do? And Katie chose to do you on, in general, you were once a week for 
a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and I remember, a, I mean, a significant amount of time ago saying, you know, Katie, you're doing amazing. Like you are a new person. You are planning to move to California. You are taking new leaps and bounds that you've never done before. You're not missing work because of anxiety. You know, if you want, like, would you want to space out your sessions a little bit more? And you were like, you know what? I'll keep that in mind. But for right now, I'm ready to keep doing it about once a week. Mm -hmm. But the transformation, the drastic, it hasn't taken you a year and a half to get to this point. This drastic life change, that shift happened many, many months ago. Oh yeah. Like you agree I, with that? 100%. I feel like after maybe a month, maybe two, like I, I had, I wasn't like where I needed to be yet. Um, we're always growing, right. but like I was to a point where like the really, really tough stuff was kind of off my shoulders and I was able to like live my life again. So yeah. it didn't take long for that to happen, but I chose to be consistent with it because I've learned so much and I feel like there's still layers to unpack and um, that's why I chose to keep doing it. So, yeah. And I feel like now we get to unpack just like the normal life stuff. Yeah. Like we talk some, about like friends and like relationships, yeah, hard, hard and... stuff at work. Something's going on there. We get to do a session on that. We're not like digging up the same trauma over and over again anymore. Cool. But we did spend a lot of sessions on that six, seven, eight year old time frame. Yeah. I would say probably like at least half of our sessions are in that same age range of like six, seven, eight, when I was like gripped with the pandas. Mm -hmm. So how, one question I wanted to ask you is like, how have you experienced God differently after doing Splunkna, mm. like one thought I had while you're thinking of your answer is kind of what you touched on with that watchtower. Mm -hmm. So what God showed us was like in the job of the person who keeps me safe somewhere when you were six, seven, eight, you were like, well, God, you are terrible at this job. So I'm <laughs> going to have you step down and I'm going to stand there because I'm going to be looking at every finger twitch and light headache and dry throat. And if I, mm. I'm going to be in charge now. And so you're exhausted. You're spending all your energy. You're distracted. You're on this watchtower, constantly looking for a threat. Yeah. And in that prayer session was so powerful. We literally, like I had you envision stepping down the stairs off the watchtower and being like, okay, God, it really is true that you are the one that takes care of me. And it's actually not my job. So I'm going to let you take that throne again. And I'm going to mm -hmm. step down um, and I remember that just being really healing for who you see God as. Yeah. Wow. Does anything 100%. else come to mind as like, um, how has this affected your, the way you view God, the way you interact with him or anything along those lines? Yeah. I feel like the biggest thing is, uh, and I'm still working and, and trying to uncover things that have like, uh, put a little bit of, uh, distance between him and I, I guess, like, mm -hmm. like what I said before, like with that prayer session and like feeling like, okay, yeah, this is the time I'm being healed. And then I wasn't, 
it's not that I wasn't like it it's just it it didn't manifest in my life um and so there was just like this like uh, I felt like my trust was broken Mm -hmm. and I think through Spelankna I've learned a lot of like I've learned a lot of misconceptions that I was believing about um about God and about you know his role in my life I feel like the biggest thing that has been restored is is trust Mm -hmm. Um, and I do feel like as I've been out here I've been finding myself like just praising more and like having gratitude like I'm walking down like walking in a mountain and I'm like wow like you like you did all of this and Mm -hmm. I'm watching the ocean waves and I'm like what does this teach me about my breath? And, you know, we breathe in, we pause and we breathe out. So I feel like, I feel like the, where God has like come into play in my life since I've been here, um, is through nature and, and it feels more personal, you know, where before I felt like I was trying to do like the right things, go to church, go to small group, go to this, but in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and so those things a relationship with someone who I don't trust. Yeah. But yeah. I've, we've broken down so many misconceptions that I had in my mind. And, um, it's really like, I feel like restored my connection. So Yeah. Oh, it's such a cool story. Yeah. Thank you. You tell it so well. I mean, also, I feel like, I guess I want to touch on one more thing with that. Yeah. I feel like, and Laura, I've told you this before too, and it's hard. It it is so hard to be open about how you feel about your relationship with God. If it's not a positive thing, it's hard to tell somebody that because you're like, I know I'm not supposed to feel this way. Right. But that's where you get stuck. I think is like, I'm not supposed to feel this way, but I do. So I'm going to like hide it and not tell anybody. That's where I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that, like I had almost like a bitterness towards God because yeah. of all of this. And that has gone away. Oh, so, I love hearing that. I yeah. love hearing that because um, that's certainly been my experience with Splunkna as well. It is mm-hmm. like, Whenever, even as the practitioner, I just feel like I'm hanging out with the Holy Spirit for the whole time. It's so refreshing. Some people that have never done a Splunkna session and they just hear about it and they don't understand it. And they're like subconscious mind. There's no way that could be <laughs> biblical. Um, I just want to say to them, just please try it. Yeah. Find a practitioner that you trust and then try it because the fruit of it is growing closer with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many clients, so many people, it is a restoring thing to their connection with the Lord. And so I'm like, there's no way this could be anything with all the critiques people say about Splunkna that have never tried Splunkna. It's like, I just want them to try it because it really is so covered in prayer, such an intimate time spiritually. The Lord meets you there. And he restores and he knows that we have hurts against him. He knows that 
Hey, I don't trust you. You, you weren't there for me when I was six. That's what my subconscious mind feels like. And he's like, yeah, it's okay. I can handle that. You feel that way. Let's talk about that. And then he's faithful to bring you on the other side. So I love that you had that experience as well. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. I love, um, you know, every week I've gotten to hear the the choppiness of it as we continue week by week, but it was so fun to sit down and start from beginning to end and talk about really what transpired for you over just a short amount of time compared to the life you have been living in this. 100%. 20 years of like fear, anxiety, and one year of Splunkna and here I am. Like, I love it. I think this too is, is hope for those listening who are going through something like this, whether it be an autoimmune disease or a a woundedness in a relationship or something that they can't explain. They don't know, you know, they don't know why they're feeling the way that they feel. It's so incredible that when I think of like, when you heal something like it, it flipping over like a tag And you Mm -hmm. think about what's on the other side and hearing your story shared with so much joy, like you've been through all of these hard things and here you are telling us about this and you're just painting it in this beautiful light because it's, it's all rooted in that healing and that creative of what God's handed you in this renewed way of living your life. And it's almost shocking to me having been on the hard side that we can come back and almost celebrate the hard things we've been through and be authentic in it because we've literally walked the hard road of healing and we've seen what the Lord can do. And to Laura's point, like being able to experience that even in one session, even if you only get one Splunkna session or one really close contact with the Lord it, it is life-changing. He does have a way of just, you know, it's moving, shaking heaven and earth. He just comes in and, and takes authority in that way. And you're just, your testimony is absolutely breathtaking. So I, I appreciate you sharing it and, and just the way you've owned it and the way you paint your story is just, it's really, it's, it's breathtaking. Thank you so much. I'm forever grateful. And like, I've told Laura, like, I got to learn how to do Splunk this someday. Like, (laughs) I'm so obsessed with it and obsessed with like the hope that it's given me and the like emotional awareness it's given me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate you guys. And um, thanks for letting me share my story. Absolutely. Thanks for being here with us. 